Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm your host, Jackie Maroney, here again with my co-host... Erin McNutt. What's up? (laughs) Erin told me I had to do the intro, so I was just trying to, like, tee you up. I didn't know if you needed me to say your name for you, or I didn't want to overstep my boundaries. I'm not that chill. I can say my name. Okay, yeah. She's like, I'm the chill (laughs) co-host. That's the role I'm trying to go for here. (laughs) So um, let us know in the comments below if you think Erin is chill or not chill. I might make an Instagram poll about that, because I feel like the answer is definitely the most unchill girl I've ever met. It will be 100% no for anybody who's ever met I'm not that chill either um so we just interviewed cam yes the abc always be cam from hannah season and then also this past season of paradise we had a great conversation with him i think very Um, nice guy he is totally different from how he was portrayed in not only hannah season but on paradise and i think you guys will really enjoy just hearing from him because he's so freaking normal and a lot of his <laughs> intentions were a little manipulated and a little edited and it, it's amazing what can happen when you just put some kooky music under what someone is saying and we talked about that a little bit in the interview so I'm just gonna go right to it and let that happen and I will see you guys when it's over thank you for that musical <laughs> interlude interlude before we get to cam a word from our sponsors Did you spend the night tossing and turning? If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses a -a one-of-a-kind purple grid. It's nothing like the memory foam that you're used to. The purple grid feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. That means no more flipping the pillow over to the cold side. You're going to love purple. And for a limited time, you can get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great deals they're offering site-wide at purple.com. Just text BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to 84888. Again, text BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to 84888 to get a free purple pillow along with your mattress. That's B-L-E-A-V to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's me, Jackie, and then my co-host Erin is here as well. Hi, Cam. How are you? Doing well, ladies. Do I need to do the video or y'all just doing audio for this? We're just doing audio for the podcast, but if you'd like to do video, we'd love to see your face, but um, okay. we are not doing video because we don't look as nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm still in scrubs. I just got off work, so yeah. What is your actual job? So I kind of have um, a hybrid role. So part of it's uh, medical device sales, but then the other part, um, I speak at a lot of conferences across the U.S., um, educating doctors and physicians, and then ultimately patients on lymphedema and other chronic venous diseases. So that was my platform that was pretty much robbed from me when I was on The Bachelorette. And if we even go into that, I can give you that whole spiel. I would love we to go love into all that. <laughs> we yes. love all the spiels. Um, I would love to go into that because actually my next question for you now that you just said that was, why am I just hearing about this now for the first time <laughs> that these are all the things that you do? Not once did they really mention that on Hannah Season and 
then you got another chance on paradise and no one's ever talked about the cool things you do. What the heck? Yeah. Um, so going into Hannah's season of the bachelorette, I was actually in software sales, so I wasn't doing the same role that I'm in now. Got it. But what did happen on my season of, um, of the bachelorette was when Hannah and I had that one-on-one -on -one conversation at the tailgate. And that was basically when I approached all the guys said, Hey, look guys, like, I know there's this common consensus that I've had a lot of time with Hannah, but in all actuality, I'd maybe had had eight minutes of total conversation with her. And that included the first night in the mansion. Wow. And that brief one-on-one -on -one time that I had it with her at the group date that I was um, a part of that Jonathan like interrupted me, like right as I sat down with her. So I actually hadn't had an opportunity at that point in time to discuss my lymphedema with Hannah. And the reason why I wanted to tell her there at that tailgate party, which A, there wasn't a cocktail party. So it was basically, we had that tailgate party and then we went straight into the rose ceremony later that evening. So even Chris Harrison said, hey, if you have anything you know, important that you wanna talk to Hannah about, you know, now's your time to do it. And it just sucked because I hated the fact that it was in the environment of a tailgate because nobody wants to be a Debbie Downer at a tailgate. I love college football probably just as much as Hannah does. We are very big college football fans, but that's why I told the guys to, hey, look, guys, I have to basically address an elephant in the room with Hannah. It's something that's very serious in my life that's impacted my past serious relationships. So I feel like if I don't tell Hannah this now, um, I'm not only doing Hannah and myself, but I'm also doing you guys a disservice because if it's too much for her to handle, I'd rather her tell me now and I go home and move forward, um, than to keep it bottled up and wait till later on in, in the experience. So all the guys were actually really cool with it. Um, I didn't really give them all the details about my disease and all the surgeries and all the trauma that I'd been through basically since I was 11 years old. Um, but for whatever reason, um, you know, when I pulled Hannah aside, I, I told her about my lymphedema and, um, you know, how I almost lost my leg and all these other traumatic things that came as a result from having this chronic disease. And she actually received it really well. And basically what I told her, I said, look, like, I'm not telling you this story if you just feel sorry for me. I'm just telling you because you told us that you wanted us to be vulnerable and transparent. And if you are taking this process and this journey as seriously as I am, Hannah, like if we're walking down the aisle and, and going to the altar and, you know, exchanging wedding vows where we say in sickness and in health, like I need to know that you can handle someone who's had some past history with sickness because I don't know if I'm going to have another infection, you know, two weeks from now, two years from now, 20 years from now, but I've had past relationships that ended because my past girlfriends, you know, couldn't be caretakers when I was recovering from major surgery in the hospital. So she actually received it really well. And, and one of the reasons why I told her that I said, look, like, I know you're really big on sports and, and, you know, physical activity. And I am too, for the most part, but I can't risk injuring myself so for example Hannah if you invited me to that roller derby date from the first week I would have had to pull you aside and say hey look I physically can't compete in this activity because I run a risk of re-injuring my leg and it's just it's not worth it to me so to me that would have felt more calculated telling you then on right leading up to a date versus me telling you now and she actually received it very well and 45 minutes later, this is what did air is, you know, she reapproaches me and says she needs to talk because I guess 
she had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Mike and for whatever reason, Mike had told her that I was basically going to tell her the sob story about my medical history to get a pity rose when pity rose never once left my mouth. And like, I, I've said this on a couple of different podcast interviews, like who wants to be pitied by someone that they're trying to win over and has a, as a future spouse. Like to me, that's just not something sexy. It's not something that I've ever tried to leverage in past relationships because I'm not always open with my lymphedema um, right out the gate with my past relationships. So once I got sent home because of my lymphedema um, or part of the reason, um, that's what really got me fired up about being a national advocate. So I had a nonprofit called LEARN, which is an acronym for Lymphatic Education and Research Network, reach out to me. And that's where I got to meet Kathy Bates, who's, um, you know, the famous actress, uh, mm -hmm. Academy Award winner. She also has lymphedema in her arms as a result of her breast cancer. So I met her at a conference in Dallas um, shortly after I decided to be an ambassador with this nonprofit. And I've made it now my life mission to bring as much awareness to this disease and finding a cure and, and raising money for research as possible. So now it's a big part of my, my profession and my passion. So that's, that's what I've been doing. Well, that's awesome. And I'm like, it's so cool to hear you talk about this with such passion and to hear your journey. And I can't help but like have to ask you then, are you disappointed regarding how you were portrayed on the show, especially in that moment, because I don't think any of this was really made clear to the viewer via editing. I don't know, like, like when Mike said that you were looking for a pity rose, why would he say that? Like, where do you think that came from? Do you think that was producer manipulation? Like, why, do, why didn't they want to show you in a good light? You know, I think that early on in the season, you know, for the most part, everyone was getting along fine. You know, I actually didn't have problems with really any of the guys in the house. I was actually like the house chef. So every morning I would be the one like whipping up all the omelets and breakfast and doing the, you know, grilling steaks and making gumbo for everyone. And I've always prided myself on being able to get along with pretty much anybody, you know, regardless of their, you know, socioeconomic status, religious beliefs, whatever. So I think what was my first downhill with all the guys is when I crashed the group date that I wasn't, yeah. you know, invited to. Um, that's question of mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, but, but also too, I want to say, you didn't find that group date on your own. You know what I mean? Like you might've said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I showed up on this group date to show to Hannah how much I, am, how much I feel for her or how serious I am? But it's like, you didn't get those flowers on you on your own. You didn't get in that car on your own. You didn't get taken to the group date on your own. Like there are other powers at play here that are telling you this is a good idea. You know or, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and, and here's the deal. So <laughs> Hannah, the night before in the mansion had basically said that, you know, guys, this isn't summer camp. You guys aren't here to make a bunch of guy friends. Like this is my journey. This is my experience. And I want to feel like I'm the only person in the room and I want to be fought for, and I want a bold man. So whenever she said that, I'm like, okay, well, first off, I have a lot of great friends back in Texas. I don't need to join this franchise to make a bunch of guy friends. That was never my intention or my goal in the first place. I know it kind of organically happens, but that was not my headspace. And so when I heard her say that, and it was the second week that I wasn't invited on a date, you know, part of me needed that validation, needed those words of affirmation from her. And I was going to give her a, a, a random act of, of kindness. I wanted to just basically bring her flowers, just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. 
I hope to spend some more time with you and, and kind of leave it at that. I wasn't going there to sabotage the group date and to intrude on all these guys time. But like at the same time, those guys were with her all day long. So they had time to, to spend with her and to have conversations with her. So when it was brought to my attention that, Hey, you know what? There are no rules in this experience. Like if you want to bring her flowers, we can make that happen. So that was my intention was just to show her a little romantic gesture and you know, what girl doesn't want a guy to bring her flowers. But when I did it, all the guys, you know, felt like their toes were being stepped on. And it's funny because a couple of the guys said, well, you know, I guess all is fair in love and war. And I go, yeah, my point exactly. So why are you wasting your time talking to me out here when you should be trying to go talk to Hannah inside the venue in there? So I guess it rubbed guys the wrong way. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of my downfall because I feel like at that point, all the guys are like, all right, well, Cam's going to do anything and everything to, to win this thing. And for me, you know, I, again, I wasn't there. I was there to be friendly, but I wasn't there to make friends. And one thing that I will pride myself on is any conversations that I had with Hannah, albeit they were relatively short, I never once mentioned any other guys or talked bad about any guys. In fact, it was quite the opposite because when I did have that brief conversation with her when I crashed the group date, what I told her was, I said, Hannah, actually, I've spent more time with all the guys than anybody because I've been at the mansion the longest. And I know this is going to be a tough decision for you because there are a lot of great guys uh, here from what I can tell so far. And I want you to fully vet them all because it, if it is going to be you and I at the end of this, then I don't want you to have any second thoughts or second guesses that I'm the right guy for you. And I pretty much left it at that, kissed her goodnight and was on my way. And then you guys obviously saw how each of the guys kind of one by one came after me to express their, um, I don't know, annoyance, I guess. <laughs> yes, I, I actually just rewatched that today just to have it fresh in my mind. Um, so are, are you then friendly with any of the guys from the house or anyone from the show still? Because I know the show usually does build a lot of strong friendships. Do you think that was kind of taken from you? Um, part and partial. I mean, I, I, I don't talk to any of them on like a daily basis or anything. Uh, I think once that happened, a lot of the guys kind of put me in the Luke Parker category because I know he's pretty much like ousted. Yeah. And I think well, at one time there was like a group message with all the guys from, from Hannah sees and not all of them, I'd say like a vast majority, like probably 15, 20 of the guys. So the guys who were there for at least two weeks or longer. And I was part of that. And Dylan removed me from that list. Yes. Like that group text. Oh, and I was wow. like, dude, like I, I really didn't talk shit to any of the guys. I was, polite to all the most polite to all the producers and I don't know that was just I, I felt like I was like not invited to the cool table at the high school cafeteria and that was really the first time I felt that in a long time and that's also why my reaction when Hannah accused me of wanting a pity rose like I was so caught off guard because that was the first time in my entire life that anyone had ever kind of made me feel guilty for being vulnerable and talking about my lymphedema so you know it is what it is I, I guess Again, to my point earlier, we were all relatively getting along early on in the process. So someone, I guess, had to stir the pot or someone had to be personified as a villain. And I guess I was just the lucky one to, to get that title. Yeah, unfortunately, I do think um, it's a TV show before it is an actual effective dating method, um, which it just, made, it just makes me sad for you, Kim, because it seems like you really had faith in this process. Um, I was so naive <laughs> to the process. So, you know, I was like over romanticized, like, this is going to work for me. 
<laughs> so had you seen the show before before you signed up to go on it I mean, I don't think I'd seen – well, I watched Colton's season, obviously, from start to finish because, you know, that's like you doing your, your background research because obviously one of those girls was most likely going to be one of my bachelorettes. So I wanted to kind of get a sense of their mannerisms and just like kind of, you know, their background stories. Um, but prior to that, I wasn't like a big fan of Bachelor Nation. Um, and I had seen an episode here and there in the past just from, you know, ex-girlfriends or my mom or sister watching it. And – I did go to college with James Taylor, who was on JoJo season. So I watched like maybe one or two of his episodes several years ago, but that was pretty much the the gist of my Bachelor experience. So I kind of knew somewhat the structure, but I, I wasn't, you know, a, a fanboy, if you will. So you weren't fully prepared for the experience that it is. I don't think anyone truly is. No? Uh, even people who have seen the show in the past, because... It's, it's like, it's like those people who, you know, they'll talk a lot of game and they'll talk a lot of confidence, but then like whenever they're faced with conflict or they're there in the moment, that's when their true character shows. And it's, it's classic case. Like I've done public speaking before I've done theater before, um, and consider myself to be pretty sociable. And, but that night one, when you're in the limo and you're rolling up that famous, you know, bachelor mansion and the, the lights and the crane, it's like you're on the set of a movie, like that's when it starts to hit you and feel real and no one can prepare you for being mic'd up basically all day every day no one can prepare you for the feelings that you feel or are trying to feel for this individual that other guys are trying to go for the same thing the same person that you are and you know when you don't have your friends and family to confine in you just, they take your cell phones i'm sure you guys all know that they yeah, yeah, no yeah. tv no radio so you don't really get your daily vices or um, avenues for, you know, mental sanity other than talking to producers, doing your interviews and alcohol and, and the other guys. So again, they can't truly prepare you for the environment. You just, it's really trial by fire. So, yeah. you know, I you do the best you can. I have to ask you, are there like mental health professionals that are involved at all? Like, do you guys get to talk to like therapists or anything? That's always something that I've wondered. I know on yeah. other reality shows there are. Yeah, I think that's pretty much a requirement for any network and any reality TV show when you're basically your personal life is made very public to millions of people. So yeah, I mean, we do have um, therapists we can talk to with the network and stuff like that. I don't know if anyone actually utilizes it, but I think it's more so a, you know, liability thing that they, they have to have that as, ah, as a service so offering. Less of a, like, we really embrace that you are mentally healthy here and more of a, we are legally required to provide you with this. Yeah. And well, if you think about it too, every, and not just the Bachelor franchise, really all reality TV, even going back to the real world and, and you know, Jersey Shore and some of these other ones, it's like, they do these pretty in-depth background screens and psychological screens. So it's not doing it to prevent crazy people from going on the show. They do that so they know who are the crazy ones. So they can yeah. know what some of their vices and triggers are. And ultimately, mm -hmm. how do we make good TV? By not manipulating. I don't like to use that word, but... Um, but pretty much manipulating. The law of suggestion. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I think that's my PC way of putting it. I, I, that makes sense. Um, so do you have any regrets? Would you do it again? Do you think it was just a weird chapter of your life? I mean, you clearly have not gone the route that most uh, Bachelor alum go. You didn't move to LA. You are not... <laughs> An Instagram Been there, done that. You actually have a real job. Um, that yep. it, you just seem to have kind of gone back to life, 
would you do it differently? Do you have regrets of not getting those types of experiences? Because some people I've spoken to, okay, bad example, but Chad is, has a lot of resentment for the fact that like he, he now doesn't get these opportunities that some of these other guys that weren't as exploited, which is a harsh word, but that's the word that he used, um, have gotten. Well, you know, it just really depends on what you feel your purpose is as an individual. I knew that my purpose was never going to be an influencer, right? Um, I, <laughs> what's that? I was like, whose purpose actually is influencer? Like, I think the world needs some less influencers. Yeah, um, that's your preaching of the choir there. But to answer your question about having any regrets, you know, yeah, I, I didn't have the most uh, positive, um, trying to be as PC as possible, public, uh, perception of me or I wasn't as well received I wasn't a fan favorite if you will um and that sucks but I think that it's a good uh exercise in self-worth and self-care and to really evaluate whose opinions in this world that you actually care about and it should be the people who actually care about you not the the Lindas and Karens of the world who live in small town cities who are just insecure and unhappy with their own lives so what they do with their time is troll a complete reality star uh, on their social media pages. So I, I think of, of what I would do differently, you know, kind of like hindsight, knowing what I know now, if I had known that then probably would have played the game a little bit better in the sense that like, I maybe wouldn't have ruffled as much feathers with a guy. So I probably wouldn't have crashed the group date knowing that it would have backfired on me like it did. Um, I probably would have just told Hannah about my lymphedema when I had one-on-one -on -one time with her, but not like basically announced to the guys that I was going to talk to her about it. But I've always just kind of operated under kind of the, the law of transparency. And so um, I guess it just would have maybe dialed that down or been a little bit more strategic of when I would have disclosed that to her. But, I, you know, it's tough because Anybody who says that any of the contestants aren't calculated is just false because you have such a small window of time with the lead and just the whole journey in general that you do have to be somewhat calculated in determining what you're going to talk about when you're going to talk about it. Cause you can't just talk about chicken nuggets all the time and have small talk when you have such a small window of time with that person. So if there's something that makes you unique and who you are, or something serious or something that's bothering you, you have to kind of expedite a lot of those conversations that you would probably wait for maybe week two or week three in the real world of, of getting to know and getting to date somebody. For sure. That, does, that, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Everything you're saying makes perfect sense. Um, I do want to transition a little. Sure. This current season, since you obviously have spent time with Hannah, you know Hannah, you know the show, you know how the show works. How do you feel about Peter's season thus far, specifically with Hannah coming on and sharing her regrets? I know people are very polarized about this topic. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, like, I really, I haven't talked to Hannah since she sent me home, to be honest. Um, I, I saw her from a distance at um, the Mintel All, but it's not like I got to talk to her afterwards. I don't have her cell phone. Um, so I, I honestly, like, I personally don't have closure with her and I personally don't know enough about her to like comment on her character and her intentions and whatnot. But 
couple of, of just my outsider opinion, um, I felt that when she came back night one in the mansion and with the intro, I thought that was really a, a sweet gesture of her to like return the pilot wings that, that Peter had given her um, for his night one. I, I thought that was a really nice gesture for her to do that. Now for her coming back for that date, well, first off, Peter even said that he asked a close friend of his to put together this date. He's like, I have no idea what to expect, but it's like, okay, if, if, if he was referring to Hannah as that close friend, it's like, you kind of knew what you were signing up for, man, if you were inviting basically your ex-girlfriend to plan this date for you and several other girls. So part of me like wants to feel bad for Peter, but then at the same time, it's like, dude, you kind of did put yourself in that position. And now one thing I will kind of commend Peter for saying is, is when he had his one-on-one -on -one conversation with Hannah about how he felt like, you know, if Hannah actually really did want to pursue something with him, you know, kind of post after the final rose when the whole Jed fallout happened, um, Peter basically said, you know, I don't want to feel like someone's third option. And that's pretty much how he felt because Hannah, as we all saw, asked out, you know, Tyler C., yeah. Uh, and that episode so I can understand how that may have felt like a dagger to him and I agree with Peter like I I don't think I would want to be with someone who didn't want to pick me right and and I get it she had a different type of relationship with Jed and we all know how that fizzled out so for for Peter to kind of feel confused as to not want to be super eager to to take her back because kind of what her actions because I mean to me love is love is a verb I know it's like a cheesy John Mayer song but I <laughs> truly believe that like it is in your actions and there are smooth talkers out there. Um, but unless your actions are conveying like your true intentions for somebody, that's, you know, I, I agree with what he said. Um, yeah. but hey, I mean, Hannah's not doing bad. You know, I think chronologically right after that happens when she probably started doing dance with the stars or if that was already filming, I don't know how they lined up, but I mean, she, she won that and is getting some great public notoriety from that. My gut tells me she'll probably be back in paradise. Um, next season if she's not already dating someone serious by then or she could yeah. end up with peter i don't know i honestly i don't read spoilers so i don't know how how peter's ends and, and who he actually ends up with if anybody at all you seem to think that she shouldn't end up with peter in which case are there any ladies from the season that stand out to you that would be a better fit for peter um i mean Here's I know the deal. It's, early. it's really early. It, it, it's it's very out. early. So and and I know they they kind of show us the teaser for what's the rest of the season. Yeah. So you can actually pick out a couple of girls who you know are making it to like the overseas um, traveling, which means they make it you know relatively far. You know at least top top ten or so. Um, but for me, what really stood out was was Madison. Right, like he chose to invite her to his parents renewing their wedding vows. That's not just and everyday average first date right? right so he had to have felt some connection with her even though he didn't give her the first impression rose he he felt that there was something worth exposing her because normally you know you don't meet the families until the very very end but like week one he's already or uh, madison's already meeting peter's mom and dad and brother and is there for the wedding renewal or wedding vow renewal and then not only that this last episode he gives her a picture like a family picture so I mean, if that's not foreshadowing, I don't, I don't know what is. And two, also, I was noticing, we'll talk, we'll talk about this later, Erin, but the music that they play when Madison is on, when Madison had her little time, yeah, where they, where they had the picture or whatever, I was like, 
wow, that is some serious final four music. If I have ever heard it, like, cause you can always tell yeah. cookie music. Oh, like, oh, believe me. I, I, of all people I know, mine was like <laughs> comedy, you know, Jaws villain. Anytime I was on screen. And really? It changes your perception of the whole thing going on. Cause if you actually look at the whole thing with Madison, she seems like pretty drunk. I'm just like, <laughs> like what? But that magical music in the background, I was like, wow, this is the start of something big. <laughs> I, I wish there was like an option where like on the TV where you could like mute the, the underscore music because like Tyler C for example right like if you just like listen like with no music on to the conversations that he and Hannah were having not a lot of substance there I'm just just saying so that's the tea but wow <laughs> I, I mean I think you're not wrong but when you have soft piano I mean it's the same thing with Dilla and Hannah G in Paradise I, I'm just like really like giddy and excited to see you and this and that like if it was me saying that they're gonna have goofy music and everyone's like oh abc's always be creeping you know he's <laughs> this guy's the worst but if they had soft piano and they had it you know in a different light then yeah that, that pays a uh, plays a big part in in how the audience um perceives people and that's uh, not just that's not just this franchise that's that's really in all reality tv and in film too that's how you yeah. empathize with a character that's how you villainize a character totally um can i just ask you for one more thing before we have to go can i get a freestyle rap please <laughs> a freestyle rap <laughs> yes. oh boy uh, what's what's the topic i don't know oh now i'm on the spot i don't know uh what's the topic what would be a topic like the i don't know current season current season hannah b pilot p okay all right and I hate doing this because like it never sounds as good a cappella as opposed to like if I had a beat with it, you know? Well, if you're asking me to give you a beat, I don't think that's something <laughs> that I can do. Okay. Well then I'll I'll just do I'll do like a freestyle, but like more so spoken word poetry, okay. if you okay. will. That's good. <laughs> will that work for you? Okay. Absolutely. So um I'm on the podcast talking about Pilot Pete. He did it four times, so they call him Four Pete. I think it's kind of funny, but I think it's really taboo. Why am I the only one who's got a windmill tattoo? That's actual facts, but I had that years ago. This is just me on your podcast giving you a batch of flow. I'm not done with y'all, but I think it's time to feast. I think it's time America is done with Miss Hannah Beast. But what? that's just a joke. Oh, it's your boy, Cam. I'm done with this flow. Oh, hot damn. <laughs> that was great. Wow. Thank well you. Done. Thank you. Amy. And I really do have a windmill tattoo, by the way, but I've had that for six years and that's like now it has this duality to it that I'll never be able to escape. <laughs> <laughs> that is slightly unfortunate, but thank you, Cam. It was so great talking to you and getting to know you and I hope you come back um, another time. I would love to hear your thoughts later on in the season or just get to learn more about you because obviously we did not get to learn that much about all the good things on the tv show so thank you i really appreciate it yeah no my pleasure ladies yeah let me know if you guys ever want to chat some more absolutely thank you. all right have a great rest of your day you too bye, -bye. bye. okay and that was our interview with cam <laughs> i don't really know i think we should practice these interludes a bit more yeah we're I'm, gonna work on this guys i'm trying to make the podcast a little bit more structured because my mom was saying it's really confusing because I don't even have an interlude that goes into the ads. I literally just like drop them in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that too. I was going to give you that feedback. Um, I know it's 
not good, but it just requires more work for me to put a little... That's why I sang it. Segue. Yeah, there you go. I'll just I sing mean, an interlude. On Nick Vile's podcast, they just do a little, like, dun, 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 guitar strum, and then it goes to an ad, and then it goes back to the conversation. Um, we'll so keep workshopping that. We can try that. that for next time, but also I just like to keep you guys on your toes. Like, you're listening so intently to our conversation about the episode, and then all of a sudden I'm talking about my purple mattress, and you think it's just so organic. Um, we were supposed to be talking about Cam. I know, but I'm also just a shameless plug for the Purple Mattress ad that's coming soon. <laughs> Not right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What were your thoughts on Cam after speaking with him? Um, I think it was really interesting to kind of hear his perspective of things. I think what he said made a lot of sense. And I think that um, as viewers, often we don't, because you're watching a TV show, so you don't want to sit there and critically analyze it like some of us do. But you do have to be mindful that these are human beings and there has been a lot of editing and changes to it. And you totally. also have to be mindful of what you're posting on the internet about random strangers who you've never met before. Yes. You know? Preach at that because, um, yeah, the internet is a very scary place. I've seen a lot of people have a lot of hate towards Hannah, which we will get into, um, but I'm sure, and I haven't even looked at Cam's Instagram that much, but I'm sure he, he doesn't get the most positive feedback on his Instagram. Even the Bachelor Blab Instagram <laughs> that got a lot of views on our last post um, this past week. Not necessarily being mean to us, but just having very harsh Strong comments, opinions. Strong opinions on these people that they have no idea about, they don't know, like, I don't know. But that being said, we're about to go and talk some crap about all of those people anyways. <laughs> exactly. So whatever. I'm, I'm not a perfect person. I never said I was. I'm, what's that thing? This is in Lana Del Rey's like Twitter bio or something. It's like, I'm something, something. I So I contradict myself. So what? I contradict myself. I contain multitudes or like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's up. us. Plus, we're here to be critical, <laughs> yeah, but, also, but also kind. Critical yeah, but kind. Critical but kind. I mean, at the end of the day, I always say that whenever I'm talking about someone that was on The Bachelor, I do view them much more as a character, not as the human being that I that they obviously are outside of this weird world. And, you know, we're watching a TV show. On the TV show, they, they are portrayed a certain way, and that's kind of their character. But that in no way affects how I think about them as, like, a human being and, like, their right to, like, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, guys. Oh, Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers. We're not even drinking. We're drinking water, but... It's dry January, y'all. Oh, yeah. I've See me of... in February. I'll be drinking. <laughs> See you in February. <laughs> um, all right, so let's just get into it. This yes. is episode two of Pilot Pete's season. We left... We picked up right where we left off. Yes. Um, With the Hannah and Peter convo. And I feel like my opinions on it have changed. Ooh, tell me more. How have your opinions changed? I think that... Fuck, I don't know. I <laughs> I think when I first... Like, you know, I was very emotional from the first episode. and just It's like, all you wanted to talk about was well, it was Hannah. Well, because it's still all I want to talk about because I don't really think this season has been that interesting thus far, but we will also get into that. On one hand, like, when I was watching the first episode... I was genuinely moved to tears, like rewatching it alone in my little office cubicle, thinking just like, wow, these are two people that clearly love each other. And they, like, P 
people just, they get confused and they make mistakes and isn't it so sad that they can't be together and I was just like really feeling it and now the more I've thought about it and maybe it's because I'm biased because I've listened to what people's reactions have been about it. I'm a little bit more on it might be healthier for Peter to just move on with someone else because when you think about it at the end of the day, it's really, I and I don't blame Hannah for this at all or think this makes her a bad person or malicious or anything, but she is she's young and she's confused and and has all these feelings definitely has strong feelings for peter but were they that strong before and now she's here in front of him still confused still feeling these feelings but she's not actually asking him for anything she's not saying like wait i i messed up i made the wrong choice like quit this show and be with me or anything she's literally just like I don't know, I have feelings here, but I don't know what they mean. And what is Peter supposed to do with that information then? Because she's not even saying to him, look, quit the show and I want to be with you. She's just saying like, I have feelings still and I have regrets and I don't know. And that's fine, we've all been there. But I, it's just kind of like, is this in the best interest of Peter now to be with someone that can't even make a solid like, yeah, I fucked up, but I'm here for you 100%. I want to be here for you. So it's kind of, when he has the opportunity to kind of move on with someone else. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't get the vibe from, I think that's a good point. I don't get the vibe from Hannah that she came, like came on the show because she wanted to win him back. I think we just were witness to a very mm-hmm. emotional conversation between people who used to date. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we've all been there. We, one thing that I love about Hannah Brown is that she is not afraid to be vulnerable and show her feelings and show her imperfections. And I, quite frankly, refuse to hate on her for it. You know, I'm team yeah. Hannah. But that being said, I think it's in the best interest of both Hannah and Peter that we all move on and just enjoy or attempt to enjoy Peter's season as it is without Hannah. Attempt to enjoy it is the key word here. I'm enjoying <laughs> it, but... <laughs> I think it's been kind of dull, but... Um, okay, let's, let's get into the let's actual do it. Yeah, Let's do All it. All right, so Peter and Hannah, we send them off. Peter comes out. He cancels the date, which yes. I thought was definitely a good move on his part. Um, I also wrote down that I am here for his navy soft textured blazer. Very specific detail. That is a specific detail that dressed, I don't remember. He was dressed <laughs> nicely on the date. Um, and obviously a lot of the girls had feelings about yeah. that. One of the more vocal ones being Natasha. Natasha and Sydney were two that I wrote down. Um, but I thought they were taking it way too personally, to be honest with you. Once again, I find myself several times being like, do you guys know what show you're on? Do you know what this is? Like, do you, what do you expect here? Because I know Natasha even said, she's like, well, every single time I've seen you, I've seen Hannah. And on one hand, I get it, but I also don't get it. As as I was watching, like, the five minutes of TV that that took up, I went back and forth on it five times. I was like, like, why are you guys so mad? Calm down. And then I was like, yes, you should be mad. And then I went back to calm down. Because in my head, I know, realistically, they have all, those two at least, probably spoke to Peter for a total of three minutes. Yeah. So I understand that you left your life behind and you came on the show to form a relationship and 100% you should, you want to be respected and you want your time to be respected. So I'm here for that. But the argument on behalf of Oh, like our connection. What connection? He does not remember all of your names, I promise you. Yeah. Because we don't. 
Exactly. <laughs> like I had to literally I look, look at who the picture was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I literally wrote down Sydney saying, I left a lot back home, like my mom and family and stuff. And it's like, okay, like didn't everyone you left all these things back home though like with the expectation that you were going on a tv show to meet a guy who was dating so many other women and you know people keep focusing on like well hannah's his ex hannah's his ex he needs to focus on us here it's like okay but he's still focusing on like 30 of you and he's gonna make connections with some of you and not even remember the names of some other ones and i don't know why you're more bothered by him dealing with this connection with hannah than him taking like it's as if he was like in a corner with McKenna or something which did happen I think it's that thing though of you're in a new group of people you're trying to make friends and what brings people together better than a common enemy true do you know what I like I think that this was just a case of oh my gosh we're as Cam said in the interview mic'd up all the time we feel awkward and weird oh, that girl is somebody that we can all bond over talking yeah. shit about? Let's do that because that will bring us closer together. So I felt like it was kind of like girls bonding over a, a common enemy and they them needing drama for the yeah. show, which is fine. Which is fine. I just have one more funny tidbit to Tell share me. that when I, I think Sydney shared with Peter that, you know, and I don't, this was a genuine struggle of Sydney. She's shared that, you know, she was bullied a lot in school and had a really hard time because she she's mixed race um and I was watching with my friend um Dan Colonel shout out because I know he'll be listening hey Dan (laughs) and Dan turns me he's like well he can totally relate to that because he's half Cuban (laughs) and we're both just like we're dying laughing because it's just a little just a little lol moment that pilot Pete still a white guy but still a white guy that's it the one-on-ones during that during that day were also so awkward. I yeah. read, somebody on Reddit had a theory that he was, like, drunk for them. I didn't get that vibe from him. Yeah, but I, I didn't either. go back and watch. But he seemed to just be very interested in, okay, I'm having a lot of feelings right now. Let me just make out with everybody. But I think that's just how Peter is. I that don't is think true. it's because, he, I think he's, like, just actually a very... Touchy person. Like, touchy sexual person. Like, that just seems like... Actually, I don't know if this was Reddit or some... Reddit was down also for a couple hours today. It was big drama. It was around 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It was really an issue for me today. So I actually wasn't on Reddit as much today as I normally am. But um, they were saying, you know, people keep going back to... The reasons why Hannah and Peter should be together is like, you know, they just have such insane chemistry. The chemistry. The chemistry. It's like, no, I, but then we have all these shots of Peter that's lifting just up Peter. all these girls <laughs> onto like different surfaces. And it's like, nope, that's just Peter. Like loving to hook up. And that's great. We we love that about him. But um, that's just another point against, not against Hannah, but against them necessarily being together. Because I think that's just how he is. The, like, the boy loves to make out. And more. He really, he really does. Because it's not like Jasmine Yatley. Like, I feel like he loves to hook up, which is great. I mean, and the him. girls seem to enjoy it. So <laughs> I think that it's fine. Um, so we get to the end of the date and Sydney gets the rose, which neither her nor oh, yeah. I was expecting <laughs> it. Um, she looked so surprised, which was awesome. Um it was just fun to watch her look surprised. Yeah. How do we feel about Sydney? Since apparently she's going to be a thing. I don't really have any opinions on her. I don't think she's going to be a thing. That's just I the think, thing. <laughs> see, the way that the preview made it seem was like she was going to be possibly one of the ones that, the one that like sleeps with him or whatever. 
Oh. That was the vibe I got from the preview. I mean, in what part? I don't remember. So basically, the way that they're putting out the, like, previews of what's coming up next is he's going to... They're trying to make us think that he sleeps with one of the girls before Fantasy Before Suites. Fantasy Suites. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but that's what they're trying to lead us to believe. And the way that I, I felt like it was edited, one of the possibilities was Sydney because she was in like a hot tub with him and it was around the time that the voiceover said something, like the other girl complaining about it. So I 100% am aware that this could be an editing trick yeah. for me, but right yeah. now that's why I'm watching Sydney. I got my eye on her. Sure. I just think Sydney has a person like she's been more or less kind of forgettable to me like I feel like yes. there are so many more noteworthy people that have been standing out so I actually don't have any opinions on Sydney like the fact that she got the group date rose didn't really didn't affect you didn't make me feel any type of way it didn't really seem to make her feel any type of way either <laughs> so I feel like we're all on the same page <laughs> oh okay great um so what happened next in your detailed paper notes Erin please so tell me. then we get the cocktail party yes. where we get hashtag champagne gate which <laughs> hashtag champagne gate 2020 which is crazy which if you follow the real housewives is not as serious as puppy gate was but I still don't watch that time. show or know what you're talking about. Okay, well the real the real fans will know. Yeah, they will. Um, I want to say something about Champagne Gate in that, and I think this is why I have had a hard time with this season overall. Is that hashtag Champagne Gate feels very highly produced and petty and stupid, and the fact that we're all leaving this episode being like <laughs> Champagne Gate and like. They're trying to get everyone talking about it as if it's, like, a real problem and, like, a real drama. And it's like, well, if this is all you've got for me, like, let's just talk about Hannah Brown some more. Because the main drama of this season, I mean, granted it's still early, but the fact that they're trying to make this be a real problem and, like, a, you know what I mean? Like, a real, like, to me it just seems like two people that were probably drunk and manipulated by producers to have a huge misunderstanding that's now blown up to what's going to be a two-episode at, at minimum arc of a story is just like but I think who cares but I who think cares? that's this just has nothing it. to do with like who's gonna be with Peter they but that's just it in order to make good television they need the arc so this is the arc that we're getting unfortunately Kelsey is was put in this position um which I just go back and forth on Kelsey as well okay what are your thoughts on Kelsey part of me is like girlfriend what is happening she said this which I do love, and I would <laughs> like to write down and post somewhere. She said, I don't tolerate snakes. I don't like them. They're my least favorite animal. <laughs> like, she had some great lines that were really wonderful. Um, but then she had moments where you're just like, it, you, okay, so I can relate it to, this is how I feel about it. You know if you watch, like, a scary movie? Yes. And you're like, don't go in the door. You know the killer's in the door. Don't open the door. Like, mm -hmm. don't take the bait, Kelsey. Like, yeah. you, they are dangling a carrot of look crazy on TV, like, girl, and you are grabbing it, and I just want you to make a better choice and not. That's what I, that's kind of how I feel, too. And I feel like I wrote several times in my notes, like, haven't these girls seen the fucking show before? Like, right. oh, my God. And the fact that she's like, Hannah knew what she was doing, and it's just like, well, actually, no, she didn't, because you yeah. know Hannah Ann was walking through there with Peter, and some producer was like, Oh my god, so weird. This bottle of champagne. You guys should open it. That would be so cute and funny. Right. And Hannah Ann just like did it. And now Kelsey is putting all of this blame on Hannah Ann and like making this problem when 
I'll go yell at the producer that told her it was okay. and Or maybe even no, no producer told Hannah Ann it was okay. Hannah Ann went to open it. And no producer, there's what? Like, there's literally 20 people filming them right now because she was with Peter, The Bachelor. The Bachelor, ever heard of him? And no one was like, oh, wait, actually, that was a setup for um, Kelsey. No one said that. They let it happen. So it's like, I just think her anger is being put in the wrong place, but it just, it's making me think less of her and that it's like girl have you never seen the show before like you are doing you're taking the bait exactly what yeah. you're saying so I think I was frustrated with her for taking the bait but at the same time I am empathetic towards her because I think this whole thing and then later on in the episode with Victoria F these girls are are really insecure. Like, these are probably girls that are, like, super hot in their hometown and Mm -hmm. never in their life have felt like the ugly girl. Or maybe they did, but they don't now because they're clearly all gorgeous. And then they come on this TV show and you're surrounded by all these women that are absolutely stunning. And that has to do some horrible things to your self-esteem. Yeah. So when you have a drink or something happens, you're not reacting in an emotionally healthy way because you spent the entire day comparing yourself to these gorgeous models all around you. Well, and especially because these girls are so hot, I feel like when they go out anywhere and they meet a guy that they're interested in... They're the hottest one. They're the hottest one and the guy is obviously interested in them. And now they're in a position where there's only one guy and he has 30 equally gorgeous women and to have to like fight for a guy's attention when you've never had to do that before in your life... I feel like sends them on a, a weird spiral. Or you're like having flashbacks to times when you did ha- were treated that way and you're yeah. having like PTSD yeah. from being treated like crap by guys. It's true. So I think I never really think about like some of some of the mental health aspects of being on the show, right? Like I always think about Victor films all the time and they're edited weird, yeah. but also just like being surrounded by gorgeous people. I mean, I know anytime I've ever visited LA, I leave feeling a lot worse <laughs> about myself. <laughs> why I can't go there. Aw, let's not bring LA into this, but I get what you're saying. Um, and also, they don't they don't have friends. They don't have family. They don't have distractions. It's just, it's a breeding ground for, like, right. irrational feelings and thoughts. And as I watched her spiral out of control and just be absolutely, I mean, she's running away from Peter. She's hiding in the bathroom. She's crying. I'm literally going to myself, yeah, this is totally me on a too drunk Friday night. Thank God there's no cameras there, yeah. right? Like we've all been there in that emotional, makes no sense, crazy girl place. Maybe we haven't all, but oh, I yeah. certainly <laughs> have, and I know that Jackie has as well. <laughs> and I'm just like, good goodness, if someone ever films me, <laughs> I would never show my face again. Throwback to Erin McNaught's <laughs> 21st birthday, where <laughs> she was. Definitely, you were definitely, like, way too drunk to be at the bar. Just like, But we're, like, dancing around, having a great time. And you had ordered a beer, but then, like, forgot about it and went somewhere else. And our friend Connor picked up the – was like, okay, Erin's, like, literally in another room. Like, I'm going to pick up this beer and just, like, start drinking it. And you came over and yelled at him and started crying. <laughs> and you're literally, you were just – he's like, Erin, like, what is wrong? And she, you were just like, I just thought, like, my first legal beer, I would be the one who was drinking it. Just a little fun fact for you all. I'm, yeah, sure, there, I'm sure there are stories about me if you want to whip them out right now. But that's a good one. That's, cause that, that sounds like me. That, well, cause, And that's not too embarrassing. I didn't shed any, like... No, and that's all stuff. That also that's six just years like, ago, so it's okay. Yeah. We, we, we talked about, like, then. two weeks ago. We won't talk about those stories. We'll oh. save those from six years from now. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Interlude. Interlude music. All right. Let's talk about Madison. 
Okay, we can talk about Madison. And her fake fan account. Okay, so the, the, her, the official story on this is that it her sister has access to her account, and it yeah, was her yeah, sister yeah, yeah, yeah. commenting, what are your thoughts? Well, on... Oh, wait, but for people who don't actually know okay, what this yeah. is, um, so all over the Reddit last week after last week's episode was... Um, Somebody screenshotted, Madison had posted a picture and then had, then commented on her own picture. Yeah. What did she say? It was something to the aspect of like, it's like something, 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 Madison, like love you, like you are so genuine and real. It was essentially like a compliment to herself, but it came from her same account that posted the picture, which is her own account. So the theory is that she started a fan account for herself. And was p- trying to post on as the fan account, but then accidentally posted on as her own account. Which, to me, the sister thing is more believable, no? No, the more believable thing to me is the fan account. As someone who has two Instagram accounts, I understand how it you can, like, be, it can be confusing when you're toggling back and forth. Um, but the same can be said if it was her sister. Yes, but I think it's weird... If your sibling comments on a picture of you, you are so genuine and real. Well, like, f- throw back to last week and Peter's family. I mean, clearly these people love their families <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> um, okay, I feel I think the fact that she like went so far to like defend it means that like it definitely yes was a she little needed to be much shady. More but I also want to say I don't think that. Like, everyone's giving her so much shit that, like, oh, my God, she's not genuine in real life. She had a, fan, a fake fan account. Like, I low-key kind of respect the hustle a little bit. <laughs> like, she's not genuine in real for, like, ten other reasons. That's right. That's not the- I, I think, number one, you signed up to go on The Bachelor. I mean, she's a cute girl. I like her. Oh, I, I think she's going to be the last one standing. I think she's going to be the last one standing. I think she probably will, too. Just based on the music that they're playing behind yes. her, like, interactions. But I... Something about her I really don't like. She comes off to me as just, like, very dull and boring. Like, literally just like, uh, hey. Like, someone who goes, I'm Madison. I like puppies and the beach. And, like, she's very pretty and, like, has never had to, I don't know. She has it together. We put, like, is that together? Having no personality or, like, any? I don't know. I I feel like she has nothing of substance to say ever about anything. Right. She's just like, I'm medicine. I'm, like, pretty and I'm agreeable and, huh. I know. We can give her more time. We'll, we Madison, can give her more time. We'll sure. give you more time. I mean, I maybe that I just I like people that like have thoughts on things and like say what's on their mind and like so aren't like, always Natasha. trying to please. So you enjoy Natasha then? Sure, I enjoy Natasha. I mean, I thought she was being a little dramatic in that specific instance, but as a person, I think I enjoy Natasha. I feel like she's just somebody who's been giving us like, yeah. this is what I really think about this. Yes, I think also unpopular opinion like McKenna. I feel like she. Is you love McKenna? I don't really you? like McKenna, and I don't. Know I knew why. she was gonna like McKenna. <laughs> why? From episode one, I don't know. McKenna's just your kind of girl. Yeah, like McKenna is someone who she, like she's not ruffling too many feathers. Like in the way Natasha's, like you making, would be friends with McKenna. In life. Yes, yes, I think Natasha's like making a scene about something that's just like in my opinion, it's not worth making a scene over. But I feel like McKenna. I don't know. She's cute. She has, like, her relationship with Peter, and it like seems to be going fine. But she also like whenever she's on the camera, she's always saying something that's like. Positive. Positive, but, like, pointed and, like, interesting and just, like, actually has things to say. Whereas, like, I don't know. I When she talks, I like to listen. That is so beautiful. <laughs> wow. I hope she hears this. But, yeah, I, I just, something, I, 
everyone is like, oh, Madison, Madison, Madison. That's why I'm not on Team Madison, I think, because it's just like, duh. She's gorgeous. She's, like, got a great body. She's yeah. a basketball player. She, She's the one with the foster care thing, yeah, right? Yeah, and she, yeah. We, we get it. Like, she's the perfect girl. It hurts my self-esteem to spend too much time thinking about her. It's just also, too, I find when you're like that, like, there's, yeah. there's something wrong with you. Like, that's, no one can be that, There's like, crazy in there somewhere, yeah. and I hope that we see it. I hope we see it, too. That's my take on Madison. Gorgeous. Um, who else stood out? Aliyah in that red dress. Gorge. Absolutely gorge. Didn't really... Every time I see her, I'm like, who is this? Because oh, she yeah, she was different. one of the ones I keep saying is, like, gonna make it far. You, you're she a was big the fan. Fir- she was the first Wait, one off her, the limo. Her name's not Aliyah. It's Aaliyah. I thought it was... Aaliyah? Aaliyah? I'm sorry I'm saying your name wrong. It's all the A's. Know. It's only the second episode. We're allowed to get a couple names wrong. Um, then there was Savannah, and all I wrote down was posture. I need the girl to stand up straight. <laughs> Oh, did she have bad posture? She was, I'm, I'm, I, you can't see because it's a podcast, but her like head oh, was just no. very forward. I think it was just the shot, but I just looked and I was like, oh, and she doesn't get to say anything. So that is the only takeaway I have about her because they haven't shown anything else. Yeah. Was there anything else from the, what was this from? The cocktail party? That I, that was my notes on the rose ceremony because to be honest, the rose ceremony was pretty dull. Yeah. And I, I don't, anyone who went home, I didn't know who they were. Yeah. I got almost all of my picks correct in the bracket. Wow, I, I forgot to. We're doing a bachelor bracket with some other friends, and I forgot to fill mine out. So now I'm in last place. It's very unfortunate. She's a big loser. Um, the Ooh. one thing oh, about the rose ceremony. Group date. Go ahead. The one thing about the rose ceremony was they played us like they. It looked like Kelsey was going to go home, but she didn't. Yeah. As per usual. As per usual. That's, Anybody that who didn't shock me at all. Anyone who's seen the show before knew that was happening. Right. But, but there you go. That's the rose ceremony. So then we have the group date with Revolve the- on Melrose in LA. Shout out. I don't know. I just like I, that's like by my office. I like knew exactly my oh, R.I.P. My old office. Oh, sad. But um, that's just like an area that I used to spend a lot of time in. So I was like, oh, home. I have a couple things to say about this. Um, don't read my notes. I'm oh, not reading she's, yours. She's hiding the notes from me. <laughs> well, Erin has her own notes on her notepad. I normally like have a microphone that we speak into, but we're just speaking into my computer. And my notes are also on my computer. Erin. Just keep I'll trying to look. read my notes. I'll stop looking. God. It doesn't work if we're reading from the same notes. We have to have different well, opinions. Why wasn't read your notes? All right, I'm over um, here in the dark about okay, what you're Okay, well, say. first things first, kind of LOL that it was Revolve, um, considering that all of these girls later on in their Bachelor careers, when they're no longer on the show, end up being like Revolve ambassadors and stuff. So they're just like really plucking them early this time around. I, I think it's brilliant on Revolve's part. Oh, for sure. Revolve has now become like the... The sponsor of Bachelor Clothing. Pretty much. And honestly, they have really cute clothes. And like when I see people that I follow from The Bachelor wearing things from Revolve, then I go to Revolve and also buy so said the clothing. Because it's actually decent. Well, because well, it's actually decent quality stuff. Like they take a lot of, like there's some free people stuff there. They're, it's actually decent quality where some of this other stuff that they promote are these weird online shops that are just, like they're not, they're reasonably priced, but it's really just like crap that yeah, was good. manufactured No, Revolve is a China. legitimately good clothing brand. And yeah. they had Janice Dickinson, which, oh my gosh, are my top model people. I know, but I needed to say that I almost, I didn't recognize that as Janice Dickinson for maybe five to ten whole minutes. 
I, I I think she looks so different than the top model days. She does, but I refuse to speak anything. Ill I was gonna say I don't want to like shame, shame her for getting older, but I because I think it was the the plastic surgery. I, I truly believe if I say something bad about Janice Dickinson, she will appear. <laughs> She's gonna like find in, you in on our Twitter. Kitchen, in my no, <laughs> she will appear in my kitchen and like totally curse me out, and I will cry because. I just, you know, I mean, you watch America's Next Top Model for her, not Tyra. Well, yeah. Well, you watch it for Tyra a little bit because I love a good smize, but anyways. I'm, no, I just, I didn't recognize that as Janice Dickinson for, I was like, is that? No, no. And then they finally said it was Janice Dickinson. I was like, it just didn't look like her. But I know. But it was still cool that she was on the show. For sure. We'd love to see it. Great guest um, star. Something that I, I, this is not an original thought. I actually got this from... Lauren B. and Ari's, like, bachelor brunch thing that they started doing on YouTube. Um, So Lauren was saying, she's like, you know, I actually found it very interesting that, you know, Hannah Ann came out in a wedding dress and, like, was was a showstopper and then ended up going on to win. And she's like, it's kind of interesting the people that they choose to help in these situations to put them in positions to win. She's like, because you know Revolve doesn't, like, like, I know for a fact Revolve doesn't sell wedding dresses. Like, that wasn't an option on the clothing rack. So there is some... So someone's helping her win, more or less. Think about it from Revolve's perspective. Who of all of those girls already has the Instagram following? Oh, and that's why they wanted her to have all the clothes? Yes. Because they're looking at it as a business opportunity. Who of these girls can we give our stuff to who will post in it? And, like, right? Like, that's what you're doing. I guess. Did, so did Hannah Ann already have a bunch of Instagram followers yes. before yes. the show? Ah. My understanding is yes, and it has grown significantly since the show. Yeah. I think I looked at some of, like, the girls that seem to be, like, the most popular ones, and I think she has the most. Madison, I haven't checked it all. Yeah, so Hannah Ann right now has 309,000, but I don't know how much she started off with. And then, I'll just, for comparison's sake, someone like Madison, do we know her last name or what her Instagram is? She'll probably pop up. Madison Beer? Is that a thing? Yeah, that's her name. No, it's not. No. Madison Beer has 14 million followers, so I don't think that's her. I think this is just an actress. Oh, maybe that's just somebody that I know. This is just heard of. (laughs) Somebody that I heard Um, of, and that's why I was like, yeah, sounds familiar. Shoot, I hate when I don't know these people's last names. All right, well. um, So you think Revolt, because I was thinking it was maybe from a producer's perspective that they they just want her to win again to just, like, shake some feathers. Like, she already has a Champagne Gate moment. That's also totally... But I, I do like that option from seeing it from Revolve's perspective that like they want the girl who's already the most popular, the one who has the most Instagram followers to be in their clothes. To that take the clothes. Well, because sense. the wedding dress was fine. That was funny. But her second outfit was literally something from Lizzie McGuire. I'm <laughs> yes. I don't know a lot about fashion, so maybe I'm just like no, really off trend. But that outfit was terrible. It was. It was someone else on me. Like I saw the Lizzie McGuire one. I also saw like the limited two fashion show. Yes. Actually, Dan Colonel sent me that, and I was like, I'm pretty sure in fourth grade, someone's birthday party actually was a fashion show at Limited 2. And you wore that exact and outfit. I, that exact <laughs> outfit. Yeah. It's like pretty weird that Hannah Ann is, like, copying my fashion sense, but whatever. You should probably call her out on Twitter. Oh, speaking of <laughs> Hannah Ann, this happened earlier in the episode, okay. but the part where she says, I acknowledge your feelings. Um, I think that I'm going to use that line a lot, especially with my students. <laughs> I acknowledge your feelings. Because she was just like, 
so calm and she made that line which sounds like it's a nice line just sound like well, I don't he, care it's a huge slap in the face because when you just say when you like when you're gonna say I acknowledge your I feelings acknowledge it should feelings. come with something after it like I'm, I'm acknowledging your feelings and I did not want you to feel that way and I'm sorry that you feel that way or nope I acknowledge no, it was your just feelings. that like I'm I'm just stating a fact that you have feelings and they exist I love it, and I have no opinions on them. It's I'm like, not her biggest fan, otherwise, but I just loved that. I that enjoy was Savage. I, I, I don't know. I don't have any. I don't love or hate her yet, but like, I think she's fine. I'm, I'm mostly in the middle on all of them, except for McKenna. I don't know what she even said, but I literally wrote <laughs> during this um, fashion show too. I'm kind of obsessed with McKenna. I don't know what she did to warrant that, but her walk was great. She was like sprinkling the flower petals. Oh, maybe that's why. It was all good. The real um, the real drama, though, at this group date was Victoria F's yes. mental breakdown. Yes, yes, yes. These are the notes that I wrote, and I just think that it is a good indication of how this went. So first I said, was there no mental health check before this? Which we know that there was. But mm-hmm. she get, And then I said, this girl gave up day one. She had thrown in the bag. And then I said... I have misspoken. And I started to change my mind. And then I said, vulnerability. We love it. And then I said, okay, never mind. Wow, like, what a roller coaster. It was a you roller coaster. Victoria F. I just didn't know where to go with this girl. And I think that that's exactly what's happening. But here's the tea on Victoria F. Oh, what is, what is the, the tea? internet is saying. So I was told that, one, this whole thing about her being uncomfortable is a load of BS because she's a model. Like, she's modeled sure. before. Okay. And who has she modeled for? White Lives Matter. Oh, yikes. So she's kind of like a white supremacist model. Hate to see it. I did not know that about her. Yeah, she's one of the ones that did not clean up her online presence very well. I don't know if we're like fully at Garrett levels of things that Sure, yeah, wait, can you tell me more about this this modeling job for White Lives Matter? I'll see if I can find it. Also, isn't she, what is her ethnicity? I thought she was like mixed or maybe... Hmm. Hispanic or something, right? Doesn't she? Maybe she's Italian. Latina, or maybe she's Italian. That's, yeah. She reminds me of Italian, some Italian people that I know. So that's why I thought she was Italian. She reminds you of me. It's I'm not Italian. you. You're not the person she reminds me of <laughs> at all. Aw. I really wanted to like her, but I think... I think she's going to make it very far, though. It was too much. Um, But I think... Peter handled it very well. I was going to well. say, and I think Peter really went out of his way to make her feel comfortable, and that's how you... This is another piece of information that I kind of got from Lauren and Ari's little thing, is you know that The Bachelor really likes someone and is going to make an effort with someone if they're going to go out of their way to make them feel comfortable or go to kind of, like, take them out of what the producers have, like, set up for them to be in. He was saying that... Ari was saying he did this a lot with Lauren, that he could tell that Lauren felt uncomfortable because with Lauren does not have the personality for television. Like, with all the people and the cameras and stuff, like... She freezes up. She doesn't really, like, show her true self. So he would say, you know what, like, let's go for a walk and go over there so they could get a chance to actually get to know each other. But then it wouldn't really get on camera or they'd maybe get some footage and it wouldn't be that good. And I think, so basically all he was saying is that, like, if Peter is going out of his way to make sure Victoria F. feels comfortable, he actually wants to get to know her and talk to her more. As opposed to, it's just so easy for The Bachelor, there's so many people, to just be like, Sorry. Sorry you feel that way. Sorry you feel that I way. I acknowledge your feelings. Goodbye. I acknowledge your feelings. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that that makes I sense. I think she makes it really far. Like, I think I think she yeah. might be a Final Four gal. No. Why? 
Because I don't want her to be because okay. of the aforementioned problems. You know Peter is from Westlake Village, California, which is like a weird, rich conservative enclave in L.A. Well, no. So. I don't know about that. <laughs> so I don't know what where his political leanings lie, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were not yours, Erin. <sighs> well, everybody's should be. So get on board, everyone. Um no, I just, I think that he handled it very well. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was great. And then the last big drama of the episode was the bully thing, which yeah. as a teacher, I have to sit here and say, legally, no, that's not bullying. Legally, the legal definition of what bullying What is the legal definition of bullying? Is, I should write this down. It's for a perceived, like, thing, whether it's, like, race, uh, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, the way you look. It has to be a perceived thing about you that somebody is repeatedly, like repeatedly mean, mean to you. Mm-hmm. So if it's one incident that is not technically a bullying incident, bullying must be repeated action. And I think Kelsey was exactly right. I don't think that she explained herself well to Peter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I said some mean things to the girl, but I'm not bullying her. Like, I don't like her. She doesn't like me. This whole wham wham, I'm going to cry, bully, that's a big word. And I don't think that people realize how much impact that word has. Like, if you say yeah. that word in a school in reference to children, that is now a legal action. You, like, the administrators have to do an entire investigation. Oh, my God. If you use the word. So I think that people don't realize, like, because bullying has become this big thing, people don't realize the impact of what it means to actually accuse someone of bullying. I'm not saying you shouldn't if they are bullying you. Right. But if somebody says something mean to you and they don't like you, that does not mean that you're being bullied. So if I tell someone they're a stupid bitch... That's not bullying. You're not a bully. But if you tell someone they're a stupid bitch... Because I don't like the way they look, then I'm bullying them? If you, yeah. If you tell them they're... You, no, because stupid would be like intelligence. So it, uh, it could still be that. But if you tell them they're a stupid bitch every day, yeah, you're bullying them. But if you just say it one time... No. Love that. Love that mean. I have that clarification <laughs> that I I have a, a one-time grace We're period. We're going to get like an email from like a lawyer and be like, this girl does not know what she's talking about. Please retract this entire Please statement. do not call people stupid bitches. So I can insult everyone one time yeah, without it being... Exactly. Yeah, you're a, a very good person if you only insult people once. Great. So just so you guys know... Even if she insulted her more than once, she's still not bullying her. No, she's not girl. bullying her. You're she's not an adult. She's not, like, intimidating her or making her feel, like, unsafe or threatening There's her. There's no power like dynamic doing... that's happening there. Right, Both right. of them have friends. Nobody's being ostracized or completely left out. They just don't like each other. Right. Welcome to life, ladies. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a low blow of Hannah to do that. That's where I think, like, she knows what she's doing and she's being a little calculated. But um, that never works out well for people in this television show. As soon as you start making it about, like, "Mm, people don't like me and, like, "Mm, I don't know. That worked really well for Courtney Robertson and Ben Flanchick's season, didn't it? I don't even know who those people are. (laughs) I have not seen that. Like, how many years ago was that? She's the one that published the book, um, I have the book. She's the one that published the book, like, I'm Not Here to Make Friends. She's, like, the original person that said, I'm not here to make friends. Um, You would actually really find her interesting. You should read her book. She was the villain of her entire season, and it was a big scandal because she won. Not that I actually watched the season. I just read the book. Interesting. Yeah. 
All right, well, are there any more thoughts about this episode in general? I did make one comment about the promo, the fact that Champagne Gate is taking us to yet another episode, the fact that Hannah Ann is like, I'm not a champagne stealer. I was like, oh, my God, get over it. I think they just needed some drama. And I'd much rather watch this than watch Luke P. So I'll take this drama. Yeah, but, like, why are those my only choices? Can I watch some, like... What kind of drama are you looking for? I am looking for... Well, we... I think... Here's my thing. Is that we know at the end of this season, a lot is going to happen. And I, I have not read any spoilers, but I am pretty confident that Hannah is going to come back and influence Peter's decision in some way. That's what you think that they're leading up to? I think that's oh, part I have of it. Oh, I have a totally different theory. I think that's going to be part of it. I think, I don't think this is the last we're hearing from Hannah. They left it pretty open-ended. It literally was just like, they were like literally canoodling and like about to kiss and he was like, oh, I can't do this. And then like, all right, well, bye. Like they didn't really like leave it. At, like I think Hannah is going to be involved in some way later on. And yeah, I don't know. See, I don't, I don't really think... I don't think we're going to see Hannah again. Really? I think we're going to get a drama. I think we're going to get drama with the girls. I think it's going to be Madison. I think Madison is going to leave, and I think he's going to chase her. We're going to get a Cassie and Colton situation. That's my theory. I have not read any spoilers. Right. And I have friends that have read spoilers, and they said that there actually are no definite spoilers. Like, it's hard to even know. Right, because... But that makes me think, so it's, it's like, still going on? I don't know. Well, that's what... um, you know, Peter keeps saying in all his was that interviews. Too much? Maybe we should cut that out. Was that a spoiler? That I just that there are no spoilers. Is that a spoiler? No, I don't think that. That's not. That's not a spoiler in my opinion. That just makes me think that there's a lot that happens after like taping ends. Yes. At, like official taping, like when they have the finale and the quote unquote proposal in the final episode. I think then probably a lot more happens. Which I think is starting to be a repeated pattern, right? That that would be the third season or fourth season in a row because yeah. our season had that too. Yeah. So maybe The Bachelor is starting to look at it as, wait, this is better TV because people are still seeking us out on social media and following along. And now we're going to tune into Bachelor in Paradise or The Bachelorette or the next season because they want to get more of the story. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's become a much more integrated experience. It's not just something you watch on, on Monday night. Like, we all follow them on Instagram, and we right. see how people are commenting I, on their Instagram. Because I do talk to people who only watch the show, and last season they had a really hard time keeping up with some of the drama, especially on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Because they were like, Aaron, what is going on here? And I had to then go back and give, like, all the background on the Blake drama yeah. and explain what stagecoach is. Like, there's a lot of things that are happening outside of the show that actually, for just people who just want to sit on their couch and watch makes it hard for some people to follow along. Yeah, but I kind of like it this way better. It's just a more... I'm much more obsessed with it this way. Yes. Yes. It's it inclusive to everyone. It's inclusive because they all can do these that things. That's true. Like, make a fucking Instagram account. You don't even have to have any followers. If you want to know, like, log on to the Reddit page. It's like, I don't feel bad for... I don't like think I'm my like, mom, who does not know about these things. Shout out to your mom. I know. Shout out to my mom. Loyal um, listener. <laughs> she is a very loyal listener. Keep giving the feedback. <laughs> we love um, it. But yeah, she never knows any of like the Instagram things I always have to tell her. But, I th- but she's also, okay with that. Like, and that's she's also not fostering that- your relationship because then you're able to talk about that. It was a very good bonding experience for not only me and my mom over the summer, but also me and my sister because we're just so different. We're not like super, super 
close, but we all, every Monday and Tuesday, would, like, go to my mom's house and watch this silly two-hour television show. So shout out to you, ABC, for bringing people bringing together. Bringing people together, for sure. And mm-hmm. I think that brings us to our thorn and our rose. All right, so I'm going to say my thorn first. Um, it's for Madison. <laughs> But I want to be very clear, not because she made a fake fan account, because I think there's nothing wrong with that, and I actually really respect the hustle, and it's hard world out there, and God, sometimes you got to put a little bit of your own positivity out into the world, and so that it can uh, snowball and attract more, so I respect the hustle. It's not because of that, I just think she is very boring, and I don't like watching her on TV. That's, that might be too mean to say. You're like, yeah, it is. A little bit. Um, no, I'm sure she's, like, really nice. I just... Well, you only said one mean thing, so you're fine. <laughs> oh, exactly. So I'm not a bully, guys. Um, and then my rose, I guess, goes to McKenna. Because I'm really enjoying her this season. And that's it. I have no other, like, no specifics. I just, like, I think we would be friends in real life. And I vibe with her. I like that. Um, my thorn this week is going to Victoria F. Not... Not for not just for some of the things that we said, but also because you made it to the final two in that fashion show and you gave up. You gave up 40 bags worth of clothing. She walked away. Like yeah. she ran away down the runway. And that just made me so sad for her. Like don't give up on yourself. Yeah. Have some faith in you. Um, so that is my thorn. And my rose is to Kelsey because... I think somebody needs to give her something positive, and it's me. We've all been there, girl. We've all had too many feelings at an inappropriate place. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being our loyal listeners. Follow us on Instagram and me on Twitter, I guess. I'm not that good at Twitter. Um, At Jackie Maroney underscore at Bachelor Blab. Don't follow Erin because she's a teacher and her Instagram is on private. Sorry, suckers. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so see you guys next week. Is there anything else you want to say? Always be cool. Yeah, I like that. ABC. Always be cool. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.